Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Friday form panel, Toby McKinnon and Dan Malecki with you and... The Laley and Mary Mifsud Memorial three-year-old pace for the Phillies is a very intriguing affair. And there's something a few of the drivers said in a very similar race a couple of weeks ago. There's bigger fish to fry later in the year. There's So I wonder if tactics, uh, some tactics will be based around that fact. They're not going to give their horse a gut buster when there's so many big races coming in. Breeders' Crown, Oaks and uh, Vic Bread later in the season. The Vic Bread's not actually that far away. Dan, does Joyful just win? You think she works to the top, but does a horse like Scheming or Sahara Breeze have a chance of uh, running her down? Uh, at her best, Joyful is, is I think, clearly better. Um, still early on in her preparation, but she's got more to come. And what you saw first up, she'll improve a couple of lengths off that. Yeah, I think she's got the respect of her rivals as well, and um, I think she'll be winning, Toby. Um, matter of trying to work out who can run second and third. I'm not sure between Sahara Breeze and Credulous. Sahara Breeze just needs a genuine tempo. She's a good filly. Uh, race shape against her last start. Credulous can make her own luck. Has got gate speed. Um, and uh, I think they're the obvious ones to fill second and third. Scheming, uh, fit enough now, gets a cheaper run on the pegs. And it's, it, it, it could be the one that splits Credulous and Sahara Breeze for third. Uh, I've tipped them six, five, two, and one. But I, I think Joyful, while Sahara Breeze is good, Credulous is good, and Scheming continues to improve, I think Joyful's pretty special on what she showed us last prep. Yeah, I, Scheming is... I think she can hold up in the front. Her gate speed is as good as Credulous's. So if James Herbertson holds with scheming initially and then is the one to hand up to Joyful, I think uh, $3.20 the place might be a little bit of value to run in the top two. That's uh, the way I was viewing it. She was really good when third to Loco Diablo and Sahara Breeze. I know on that occasion beat her. She came from... Four back the pegs. They dashed home in 26-3. Sahara Breeze was on her back on that occasion. And I just wondered if Scheming was able to hold up at the start, then hand to Joyful. So there might be a couple of horses between her and Sahara Breeze. And I just just wondered, I just thought that uh, she might be the horse that filled in second spot. But I don't think there'd be too many people uh, disagreeing in the hole that six Joyful wins. And then it's really one, two and five look a little level above the three and four major milestone. It's no hunter who... I sort of always half expected to improve into that level of horse that Scheming, Credulous and Zahara Breeze is, but we certainly have not seen that this preparation with Snowhunter, Dan. No, I remember her winning early on in her career mm. and running really fast time and thought exactly the same, and uh, she hasn't quite gone on. We haven't seen the best of her anyway uh, in this last preparation, so... Um, she hasn't delivered as yet. Where was it? She ran a 156.7 when she won at, um, at Melton one night on a pretty cold night as well, but hasn't really gone on from there. It's got gate speed, so she could make it interesting early. She might be a cold night specialist. 
Maybe. Yeah, she was very well named. Well, her name is Snow Hunter, so maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, by Huntsville at a cold outside. It was it was a pretty clever name, really, isn't it? I know it seems obvious now, but you still got to find the obvious and clever name. Yeah, it might look like it's a good name now, but it can still take days to come up with a name for a racehorse. Yeah. And, of course, every now and then you get a moment of uh, uh, thoughtful brilliance and it, you, know, you can do it in five seconds. So I'm not sure which way they've gone, but uh, <laughs> the only thing now they could be regretting is that she's not a bit faster than what she uh, looked like she was early. So just your numbers again. I didn't write them down. Six from... Six, five, two and one. Six, five, two, one. Very good. Race five is a very interesting race. The popular arm sprint. And, well, I know what you're going to say about this, Dan. It changes significantly whether Yankee Gold races or doesn't race. I think it's the fastest off the gate Yankee Gold. So if it happens to be in this race, I think it'll change everyone's plans and thoughts and well 31 and 6 would be good value if he got a run because he's probably going to be holding up at the start and handing up to something but who would it be and then if he doesn't run in the race hi my name is jeff becomes that horse off a really good first start where where did you end up here dan is better isolate going to be too good i'm still cognizant of the fact that maddie craven said last week on the coverage that this is not his grand final. That was at Bendigo, and I don't think the popular arm sprint is his grand final. Matty won't be driving Saturday night. They're very, very close to having a baby with his partner, Amy Day. So going to Kilmore Saturday night would be just too far away from Amy because he may have to do the dash for cash. I messaged him last night. It hasn't it hadn't happened at that stage last night, but it may have happened since. I don't know. Uh, but uh, best of luck to Maddie and Amy when that happens. And no doubt that's a lot more significant than a popular arms sprint. But uh, better isolate's very good. Or, Dan, is there something else? Well, yeah, Bucky and lead throughout. Where did you settle? Well, the key uh, is better isolate. I think he's too mm. too short. Um, mm. He keeps coming up short and, you know, he keeps getting beaten. Now, there's been reasons why, and I know he's a good horse, but he's not a $1.75 shot, is he? If he was on the back of a win and you were absolutely certain he was at the top of his game, I would understand why. But, um, you know, the run last week was, was good. It was better, uh, but it still doesn't convince me that sh- he should be such a prohibitive of a favourite or so far ahead of like a wildfire, particularly when he's been driven um, as a sit sprinter or a get back horse. Um, I think it's too short again. Am, am I missing something here or or are you thinking that he is the obvious favourite and should be odds on? No, I'd be surprised he ran in the top four, to be honest, Dan. That's my opinion. I don't think he'll go forward. I don't think he'll get the front. Uh, I think Maddie's thinking about Victoria Cups, a possible Inter Dominion. I don't think the horse is screwed right down at the moment, and he's in, he's getting some se- seasoning the horse. And when you say he keeps coming up short, he keeps coming up short in odds, and he keeps coming up short in winning those races. But I, I just don't think it's his grand final. So. Uh, yeah, he's good enough to win the race. He could spear off the gate and lead and, and just dominate this race and beat him. But I just don't think that will happen. So, I'm, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, look, I, I like like a wildfire, the 11. Um, he stood out to me. Problem in some of these fast-class races over the last few months, there hasn't really been horses that have been known for being tough and, and putting the pressure on whoever might lead. So... If you can sort out the horses that can go up and just generate enough tempo on the race to suit a horse that's going to be back on the field, or 
or the way I looked at it and why I've come up with like a wildfire with a bit of confidence, if this is a race that's void of that horse that can sit up and do the work. Now, Tango Tara is the obvious one without being... At, he's better following speed, I think, Tango Tara, but he's going well enough. If they're going slow, he could make his own luck to a degree. Um, but like a wildfire, strong enough to do that for the last eight or 900 metres of the race. So I thought that like a wildfire, even though he's a good sit sprinter, he can make his own luck. If there's a spot there to sit outside the leader for the last eight or 900, I reckon he could assume that position. So... I think he can make his own luck if required, number 11, like a wildfire to win this. Um, better isolate's got to be a really good chance. And initially I was thinking if like a wildfire comes with one run, better isolate might follow him and, and it makes sense that they could run over the top of everything else. Nine, Tango Tara. And three, Yambakian. Yambakian's the one that I thought would probably lead. And he can run a terrific race from there. So lineups first up. Um, I would tend to think he'll get better with racing. Hi, my name is Jeff, will be fitter, but has also got more improvement in him. I think Huli Nien's got some hope. Um, Interest-free can improve. Sahara Tiger, really, for a horse that's $126. I mean, shouldn't surely be. it shouldn't be that price, no, should it? Not not the place. Anyway, 15 the place. He'll go to the pegs in this. If Tango Tara doesn't go to the pegs, he could very well be four back the pegs. And so often the 1690s are peg-dominated races. Yeah, he shouldn't be $126, but, you know, I'm not saying he shouldn't be $34, but $126 makes you think, well, maybe I should have a dollar by four on him. You know, if you're that way inclined, um, he looks overs. But, I, look, I think like a wildfire looks overs to me, 330 I thought he was going to come up favourite uh, just ahead of Better Isolate. Uh, punters with burnt fingers, I don't know how they're putting their, their, their bets on if they're touching the keyboard because their fingers are burnt from last week, so someone else is going to be doing it for them. 11 on top, 11, 5, 9, and 3. Yeah, interesting. So if Yam Buckian leads, I'd say he'll run 153. Would you agree? Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, he's certainly capable of doing it. So like a wildfire, I'd have to run 151 then from the second row, basically, around three wide. That would be staggering if he can do that. Oh, look, I think he's capable of doing it. But again, it'll just depend on the tempo of that race. Um, yeah. You know, you're not going to expect warm conditions, are you? It could be January on a 35-degree day and you're not going to expect warm conditions at Kilmore. But um, <laughs> um, uh, Yam Bucky, and, uh, he's the sort of horse that he can run along at a decent clip. But um, like a wildfire, it just depends where he's able to make his ground to come into the race because if he's up there, he can reel off a 55 last half as long as he's up there and sitting parked doing it. So... He just has to navigate the traffic in the first half of the race to get to that position unless there's a genuine tempo on. But for there to be a genuine tempo, either it could be a pegs dominated and the leader just runs along, or who is that death seat horse that can sustain pressure and create that sort of tempo that, that would ultimately assist those that are sit sprinters. I mean, um, is there a horse that you would consider uh, capable of sitting parked that would generate that spot, or the horse that's left without cover is probably going to immediately be looking for a horse like like a wildfire or Tango Tara to come around. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, well, they the last time he was off the second row in a mile trip, uh, they ran home in fifty five. He ran sixth in the race, and Monomia was four and a half meters behind him. So it just becomes really difficult. That was a heated Inter Dominion, I know at Shepparton, but it becomes really difficult 
from over the short trip from the outside of the second row. And in fact, Dan, I wouldn't tip him if he was leap to fame in this race. So I thought I'd be looking more towards the leaders, Ian Bucky, and potentially in front. I think he'll run a very fast time, 153, 152 and a half, somewhere in that vicinity. And if he does that, I, I can't see him getting beaten. I know four starts back, he won at Melton when he led. He's had eight starts when he's uh, he, he's led on eight occasions for six wins and a placing. One of those placings, he came off the second row when he worked to the front. So you've got to give him some credit, uh, some some uh, exemption there. So he's a very good horse when he's in front. Four starts back, he ran home in 30.6, I'd imagine that was over the middle trip at uh, Melton. I'd imagine that first quarter will be a lot sharper, of course, and then he'd get away with with a second quarter. If it's anywhere in the vicinity of 29, he'll run home in 28 and 27 one. Uh, that's uh, 55, and he'll be too hard to beat Yan Bucky. And I'd be looking at the pegs then. Uh, they can become pegs-dominated races, Yankee Gold. Hi, my name is Jeff. will be in a great position, whichever one of those draws the pole. And I think interest-free is an interesting horse. Dan, he ran third in a Shepparton Cup from the 1-1. He ran third in a Geelong Cup from uh, the leaders back. He ran third in a Victorian Derby from six back the outside, beaten eight metres by Leap to Fame. Oh, you just wonder. It'll be an interesting race to see where interest-free is at as well, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he might be fit enough now that mm. um, I was going to say if he'd drawn anywhere other than the peg line, he might be able to navigate a course through, but he could end up in a, a, a decent enough position. He's still only fourth up in his uh, preparation, but you're right, he could very easily just... Um, what looks like form turned around, but really he's just building his fitness up up against the free-for-all horses. He's still only a, um, inexperienced as far as aged. He's, he's a four-year-old new to this preparation. So taking on the older horses, even though he's had a lot of experience. So at $31, with the form that you've talked about, even that looks overs. That looks overs, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah. Like, And again, the place, $4.80 the place if he's tucked away in the pegs.